Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce, the first six months. If you're someone who's about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're just healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories that you're going to listen to focus on people that have been through a divorce, but more importantly, how they navigated through it. So learn from their experience and take lots of notes. It's real. It's raw. This conversation is vulnerable. Having said that, let's get right into it. So Johnny, there you are. You know um, what's happening. You're about to initiate the first six months. Where are you at? What's your headspace? Like, what's going on? Uh, dude, it was a, an emotional, super emotional roller coaster, man. That was a, that was a tough time in my life. That was a time of um, denial, acceptance, reevaluating where your life is going, the the change that you're about to experience. You know what you know whether you know or not you know that what you're going uh, what you're going to um, experience in the near future is going to be completely life changing you're like your life's going to change it's going to go into another complete direction it's going to go from what you know of a routine to a to the unknown you don't know you just it, you just don't know because you you haven't known anything else i mean obviously a a short i think a a short lived marriage it might be more acceptable to some people, then a long-term marriage, because a long-term marriage, obviously you get into a long-term routine, what you do every day with your partner and, you know, your kids, if you have kids, when a short-term marriage, obviously, you know, you're just getting into the, into the swing of the routine when the shit hits the fan. It was still very weird because it was two years of, of a routine of every day, the same thing happening, going home to my wife, going home to my daughter, spending time at home with family and family events. And then all of a sudden, it's like the breakup. The breakup happens and it just changes your complete schedule. You, there is no more routine. And you gotta start figuring out what you're gonna do for the rest of your freaking life. It was rough, it was rough. It was a rough, uh, first month was horrific. It was hard. It was tough. Well, if you had to use one word to describe it, what would you use? Chaotic. In my mind. My mind was chaos. Yeah, I, it was uh, uh, dealing with demons of, you know, could I have done something different to keep her faithful to me? You know, did I do something that caused her to stray and to go fuck some other dude? That was my thought process. I was like, what the fuck did I do? You know, was I was I paying attention to my job too much? Was I not paying attention to my wife? You know, you're, you're doubting. You're like, what the fuck happened? Like, what did I do? Was it something I did to cause this? Or was it just not my, it was, or was it, was it not my fault? And it just happened because it could happen. It could be your fault or it could not be your fault. Yeah. It could be the other person's fault. That could, that could happen. So that, that obviously in in that first stage you're you're uh, you're trying to uh, you're trying to evaluate what's what the fuck is going on, and you're obviously you're doubting. Hey, could it be of something that I did or something this she did? There's no there's no uh, communication. That first month of divorce, I mean the communication has split completely. So there's no more communicating with her or him, and telling him or her like, hey, you wanna you wanna tell me what was it that fucked this up? There's no more communication. There's one the communication. There's a communication breakdown. It's a time of self-discovery. Of figuring out what you've done or what's happened to you and how to mitigate 
this situation. You know, to have the best outcome possible. Simple as that. What are some of the things that maybe you would have, you could have done differently knowing what you know now? That's a great question. I don't think I could have done anything differently than I did. I was who I was. And I am who I am. Like there's no changing who you are to please somebody. Unfortunately. If you are who you are and your partner can't be happy with who you are, you're not with the right person. Simple as that. And I was who I was. Uh, she did what she did. And I dealt with the situation, you know, the way I thought was was the best way to handle it, which was an exit strategy because infidelity in uh, in any form, whether it be discreet or indiscreet, that that just doesn't constitute a, a proper relationship. This just doesn't work. That doesn't work. Whether it be a dude banging some chick behind his wife's back or some chick banging some dude behind her husband's back, that just doesn't work. You know what I mean? It's just not a, it's not a, it's not a healthy situation for a relationship. What would you have wanted differently? Like you would, would it, would it have changed things if she would have told you, Hey, listen, I met somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. It would have been, it would have still sucked at the beginning, but it would have been a lot more respectable for her to tell me, Hey, listen, look, I met somebody and not have the, uh, that, uh, that disrespectful type activity of me finding out through another source of like some disgusting indiscretions, it would have been more, I, I would have respected her a lot more today just because of that. Regardless of knowing or not knowing whether she cheated or, or not cheated, did it make a difference for you? Like no, did knowing, knowing, no, knowing. knowing made a difference uh, because it was a clutch moment of change in my life. That was like, all right, okay, now I found out, I've confirmed, mm -hmm. I'm fucking done with this. I'm done with this. I'm going this direction. And before I was, I was like, uh, I was like in limbo. Yeah. I was floating. Like, what the fuck is going on? You know, like, wh what's, wh what is she doing? Uh, why doesn't she get home? And she gets home and she's like, she's, uh, she's very distant. You know, all these feelings. Yeah. You're not, you're not addressing them immediately. You know, she, uh, your partner comes home and, and he or she is distant. You kind of, let it play out to see if that person's going to come back and tell you, hey, look, I'm sorry that I've been distant, but this is going on. And then they share what's going on. And then you comprehend. You go into the comprehension phase. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, okay. Now this is going on. Now I know why. But there was no... No communication. There was no communication. So there was no discovery phase of what was causing this distant, uh, this distance in the relationship until obviously that came to light. And I was like, oh, shit, that's why, because she's banging another dude, you know? Did you tell her or how did, when you found out, did she find out that you found out? No. Or how? No. Can you talk about that? Of course. Yeah. That was a, uh, that was a great uh, PI stunt that I pulled. A nice private investigating situation. Okay. So, uh, actually, it came about without me knowing about it well did it come things happen to me sometimes yeah without me asking for them yeah uh, divine interventions come to me that's I've, I've already figured out that for me yeah I'm the type of guy or I'm the person that has some divine uh, guidance coming from above maybe my mom you know that's in heaven or my grandmother things happen to me think good things happen to me without me asking for them 
And I think that's the divine. Perfect example. So I am, uh, I am at work at my dad's company. And I told my dad, listen, I need to go to the see the, our attorney, our family attorney, to, to uh, create a uh, legal separation agreement with my wife because we're having issues. And we actually decided before I found out this situation was going on that a legal separation would be positive. You know, it would be a good thing for us to separate. And obviously I went to go see our family attorney. Our family attorney takes care of my best interest. Yeah. She's like, listen, get a legal separation. With a legal separation, you separate your assets so that when a divorce comes to light, you're not scrambling to fight over assets. It's already been done in, in, good, in good faith through a legal separation, not in a bitter divorce. So this is the way to do it. So you went the lawyer route. I want, yeah, of course. Okay. I, I spoke to my attorney, my yeah. family attorney. My family attorney told me, listen, bring her in, tell her. This, this was a little, a little uh, kind of sidewinding way to go about it, but mm. it was a smart way on my behalf. Mm. I need to take care of my best interest at the moment because I knew what was going on. And you had suspicions at this point that she was cheating? I didn't know. Actually, okay. I did not know. So you were going it with integrity. You were, uh, yeah, you were going with good faith. Of, okay, we, we do a legal separation. We do a separation and we figure out if we're going to be, if we're going to come back yeah. at a marriage or we're going to end up getting divorced. But let's, you know, my attorney told me, listen, legal separation is the first step. Yeah. From there, you figure out if you're going to get together and the legal separation goes away or you get divorced and the legal separation is a segue to the divorce, mm -hmm. you know? So that was the first step. I listened to my attorney. I talked to my ex-wife. I mentioned this uh, this protocol and she agreed to it. Obviously, I, I now I know she agreed to it because she had no intention of getting back. So this was uh, another segue for her mm -hmm. to kind of actually get things settled on our end before she went her way. Yeah. So the day that I am actually meeting her at my attorney's office for the legal separation signing and the agreement getting uh, getting filed within the court system, I get a call from one of my buddies. He tells me, dude, we need to meet right now. I'm like, dude, look, I'm really busy right now and I have a meeting that I cannot miss. He's like, no, you need to meet me like right now. Like with this sense of urgency, and I was like, dude, like this guy's never told me this. I'm like, what is this about? He's like, I don't, bro, forget what this is about. I need you to meet me right now. I'm like, okay. All right. It sounds like, dude, this guy was really urgent about this matter. So I'm like, all right. I go to my daddy. I got to leave uh, half an hour early because I got to meet this dude. And then I have to go to the courthouse to do the legal separation with, uh, with this chick. So I meet him up at a gas station, you know, a mutual gas station. And I sit in the car with him and he's like, you got to listen to this. And there was a phone call with his wife and my wife talking about the dudes that were fucking them on that phone call. The explicit details about their sexual activities with the two dudes that they were banging. That was my done moment. That moment, I was like, I'm done. That moment, I was like, I'm free. At that moment right there, my heart said, dude, you are free to do what you got to do, get out of this relationship, and move forward to, with the rest of your life. Well, my dad told me, that's not the woman for you. My dad told me two years before, prior, he's like, that's not the woman for you. I know that's not the woman for you. 
At that moment, I, I remember that phrase from my father. This is not the woman for me. At that moment, I, I was checked out. Yeah. That's the moment that I said, I'm done. I got to go. And this relationship has to end immediately. That was tough, dude. That was fucking... Listening to them speaking was the dagger that, you know... I don't, I don't, think, it, I don't think it actually uh, jabbed me in the heart. Because I was already kind of checked out. But checked out in the sense that I, I felt the freedom. Like that, that precise moment was the my wings coming out. Yeah. You know, and telling me, fly, bro, fly. Like this is your chance to end this this uh, this anchor you have chained to your ankle, and dude, br- cut it off, and dude, and fly. That was the, the uh, it was a uh, it was a bittersweet moment. It was it was bitter, but dude, it was it was probably the best moment of my life. That that conversation that I heard and the the uh, the feeling that I felt. I right now I can tell you, dude, that's probably one of the best feelings of my life. One of the best things in my life. Thank you once again for giving us your time. This is truly an honor to share this conversation with you. This started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm going to challenge you right now. If it made a difference, reach out and tell somebody. Thank you again. And I wish you all the courage and all the strength to be vulnerable in your life. It really does make a difference.